my top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first-timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you're listening. Don't worry about change-ups. The cast won't break up. Even with that million-dollar contract, show up a stand-up guy who's a stand-up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the act? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Mundane Festival Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lamberth, recording this episode for Sunday, July 2nd, 2023. Remember, as always, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. If you're really into this thing, go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to shows. Give this one a five-star review. Let everybody know why you like it, because... It's simply the right thing to do. And if you would like to take your love and appreciation of this show to an even deeper level, go over to patreon.com slash mundane festival. Subscribe. It's three bucks a month for hours and hours and hours of bonus content. This is episode 657. There's no guest. It's just me sitting here in my apartment, breaking the fourth wall, recording this on a Saturday, which means this will not be late. For those of you, those five of you that like this podcast coming out at about 12.01 a.m. on a Sunday, you got it, huh? Major day, right? Starting your your uh, 4th of July weekend off. So uh, I hope the five of you enjoy that. Um, it's a beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, I don't know if the wildfire smoke has gotten here yet. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like post-apocalyptic America just yet. Um, but I hope that it doesn't get there. Uh, my mother's been worrying me all week about it. Uh, and there's nothing I can do about it. I tried to tell her to stay inside. Uh, but she went outside so, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I hope everybody's, uh, as you're listening to this, I hope you're, you're going to have safe travels and hang out with your friends and be safe, friends and family, be safe and all that jazz. And um, I hope this podcast finds you doing well in your life. Whatever you're doing, I hope that's what's happening. Um yeah, this it is a beautiful day nonetheless. Every day when you're uh every day when you wake up is really a beautiful day when you look at it. Um Yeah, I used to I remember uh going into my old day job and w- one time somebody said I said, "Hey, good morning." Somebody said, "What's so good about it?" I was like, "You woke up this morning." That's what's good about it. Some people 
did not. So, you know, when you're above ground, it's pretty fucking good. Um, it's hard to remember that sometimes in this world that we live in, in the world where the Supreme Courts are stripping rights away and all that stuff. Look, I, I'm not super politically minded. I feel like every time uh, that uh, something like this comes up major, um, I don't, I'm not, I, I, I always I always feel like I'm speaking to the choir when I'm talking because I believe that the 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 hundreds of you that listen to this show uh, are decent people and you're you're trying to do what's right and uh, you've probably voted for people who would not try to overturn uh, certain things that hold people in this country back uh, from being successful for just being able to uh make ends meet but you can go to other places for that to hear them complain about it and talk about it and it's fine this isn't that type of show but i think most people know what they're that listen to this show know what they're supposed to do and um it's it's a really sad state of affairs that we're living in a country that's doing this. You, you feel like in, in, in one instance a few years ago that we're making progress and we're, we're, we're heading in the right direction and then we just get set back. And for people that think it's a joke, it's not a joke. And it's unfortunate that people, we just live in a country where most people, I feel like we collectively just kind of are just selfish and we only think about ourselves and it's a shame, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be a downer, but, um, it's just, it is what it is. Um, and I have to speak on it. I mean, that's what I, that's what I do as an artist and that's what I'm, I try to do. But, um, yeah, here, here's hoping that it's a wake up call for those people that, uh, complain that piss and moan about stuff and that they don't really do anything. Or they're not voting for these people or they're not uh, voting for these people that are like making us regress as a society. You know, if you do your job when you go in the in the booth, this type of shit won't happen. I just I've, I've said this. I think people say one thing when they're on social media or they're on television or they're tweeting and doing all this stuff and then they go in the booth and do something else. So, or they don't show up to the booth or they don't give a shit. So, it's going to affect you or bite you in the ass one way or the one way or another. All right. So, other than that, I had a pretty a pretty good week. Um TPS reports by day. Had some doctor's appointments. I'm not dying. So that's good. I just got to go to the fucking gym. And um, that's what I'm working on. I'm working on myself. Went to the dentist. So the way that my insurance is set up, they can, I don't know if you guys ever deal with this. Uh, there was like, they can only do the left side at one at one time and then do the right side of my mouth uh, the next appointment. So I got... um. I got a, a wisdom tooth that I didn't know I had pulled and my mouth, I feel great. 
that was not bad at all. Like it, it, they, they spent a long time giving me a deep cleaning and everything. And, uh, and so it was, it was all right. It was a little sore. He gave me some ibuprofen and, um, I'm fine. So then I go back on Wednesday and he's on the right side. I'm thinking, Oh, I'm getting a filling. Thank God I didn't have as many cavities as I thought I would have, but I'm, I'm pretty good. I brush and I, uh, I need to floss better, but I brush and, and I, uh, I'm pretty good. And I have mouth, mouthwash and everything. And, uh, and it just, it, it didn't seem like that shit hurt more than him pulling my teeth. And he like he he had to add. It seemed like he added more Novocaine when he was doing the right side of my mouth, and that shit hurt. Um, it actually hurt more. I had to go back and get that that ibuprofen. I said I gotta use some of this shit because um, that shit hurt. But he put so much that like I think my appointment was at eleven, maybe around maybe around like two or three o'clock I went and I went back to work. So maybe around four o'clock I was okay. I was like, I, the, the, the numbness wore off, but it was, it was a lot. So I'm going to take care, better care of myself. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm making a, I'm making a new year's resolution in late June, early July. So I'm a work in progress. I think we all are. If we really, uh, tried to, if we really wanted to admit that, you know, but, um, yeah, working on myself, feeling pretty good, not dying, uh, just need to go to the gym and that's, and that's, that's where I'm at with it. Um, I got some comedy shows. I actually make people laugh for a living, you know, not it's, you know, it's not, it's, uh, <laughs> I actually do that. I hope those of you that are, have not seen my stand up before, I hope you're enjoying those clips uh, that I've been posting. It's funny. Some of those are bits that I've done. Some of them are might be on failed running back. Some of them are not. Some of them are new that I've never put out. Uh, and one of my buddies saw a clip. He's like, oh, that girl had you down bad. So I have uh post about a post a bit about dating i think two dating bits on there and one of my comedian friends said uh oh man looks like she had you down bad and i think he feels like that just happened to me but i was like i was like seven or eight years ago but i said great comedy comes from pain some of it does not all of it doesn't doesn't have to be all pain to be good but if you can if you can turn your pain into making people laugh and making people connect and relate to you, I think that's fucking cool. Um, and I think like that if I were to look back on my work um, as a comedian, I think that's one of my favorite bits because I, I, I was I was really hurt by a woman. And I, that I think it's I, I think it's called like. I don't know what that what is that called? I don't even know. The tracks on my own album. Chris. I have to Google myself. What a douche. Chris Lambert. <laughs> Failed running back. Uh, what is the name of that bit? 
it's kind of it's a it's a chunk. Now it's being now that I'm actually looking something up, it's taking a long time. Um isn't that something? Why don't I go to Amazon? It's gonna I don't want four months free of Amazon. So the it's actually a big this really is a big chunk. Like the social media self care track and and ninety minute well, ninety minute PSA is kinda like a um a bridge in between. But these those three tracks, like that that came from just a dating experience that kinda that fucked me up and I didn't date for a long time after that. And I kinda just threw myself into a career into this career and um started getting more success but that is not healthy that is not healthy to do you should be trying to i should have been trying to like continue to meet people and date and have different experiences and not shut myself off uh in that regard so that did come come out of something and it made people laugh and it made me feel good and it helped me heal i mean i think that's I think that's what art's supposed to do. Like, it's not like a, not like it's just a, oh, I need to do this to make me feel good. But then at the same time, when when you do stuff and and people connect with it, it always it always makes me feel good. Like even though I'm not famous or anything, like it when people after a show come up to you or people tweet about the the album or something that they they love from the album, it's really nice. So I'm. I'm crafting stuff that I hope people can relate to and and uh, I'm going to try to put something together. Uh I'm working on stuff. So I'm I'm just hoping that um I can continue to do that and do something and and within the next year or two record some new material. So I'm I'm trying to get up as much as possible. And speaking of that, I am gonna be next week uh well this week if you're when when you're when you're listening i'll be at the uh, the, uh, the non-productive comedy show in montclair on july 6th um at just jake's so if you're in new jersey come out to that show and i'll also be uh at the brick city comedy review in newark new jersey at the kilkenny ale house and I believe, did I tweet that yet? I put it on Instagram, but you can find it. If you look it up, you Google it, you can find it. Um, so both of those shows will be next week. And then on the 27th, I'll be in Staten Island at the Manny and Friends show at flat, at the flagship brewery. It's always a good time. I was there last year and I hadn't been in a long time and I had so much fun. So I'm, I'm going to do a set there. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to have, have some more shows coming up. Hopefully more will be trickling in and I'll, in August, I'll be at the Borgata in Atlantic city, uh, from August 12th. Let me, let me just make sure. I think it's the, the 12th through the 16th, but I want to double check. You think that I would have this already, but that, that, that's, uh, over a month away 
but I know that's like Saturday, and then I think when the twelfth through the fifteenth. Yeah, one, two, three, four. I think the twelfth through the sixteenth. Twelfth through the sixteenth. What did I put? Yep, 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 yep. And those shows are like at nine o'clock. But if you're in Bo- at the Borgata, you're in Atlantic City. Come to a show. It'll be fun. I'm I'm gonna be working. Some of the best. Um, the last time I was there, I want to say it was in April. I had so much fun. I had the best, some of the best sets I've had down there. Um, the crowds and the crowds are pretty good. So stuff is starting to come back and there's more shows down there now. And, uh, you know, like we're fully, America's fully fucking back. Cause we're, we're shooting each other. We're, uh, regressing the country. We're super fucking selfish and we're fucking back, baby. Woo. So, so I'm, um, I'm excited to see that. And I, and then like last week, you know, like I was talking about that Bill Burr show, but I really had a great time. Like it was, it's something about that, man. It's like this, all this just, I was super excited for that show. I was kind of having a, a bad week in, in, in some respects. Uh, but overall, like that was just a, a really fun show and, and, and I do, I remember, I remember seeing him at the Borgata. I want to say that might've been in the 2018 or 19. I don't remember, but I remember being inspired every time I'm inspired. Every time I see, uh, Bill Burr, he's one of the greats. Um, yeah. So comedy stuff, uh, dentist. I saw another Broadway show, um, I saw the sign in Sidney Brewstein's window, which was by the late, great Lorraine Hansberry. I uh, saw that on Tuesday. I had a friend and from grad school. He was in town with his wife, who I also knew from grad school. They met in grad school. Oh, She locked him down. And I remember when she locked him down, too. I was like, oh, OK, y'all, y'all together, together. And they have two kids. And I, I met uh, one of them. Uh, they're twins. I met one of them. Uh, on on like what on that night we had dinner with with him and his wife and then he and i went to see sydney brewstein and then they went to his wife and daughter went to uh uh to see another show i think they went to see chicago and um yeah so it was it was good to meet their their one of their kids the other kid was at camp it was so nice to go to see them, he's like, "Hey, man, do you want to be my date?" I was like, uh, "For this play on Tuesday," I was like, "Ah, uh, yeah." I was like, "Sure, of course," and um, I had a great time. It was a great show. I didn't, I didn't know this show. Raising in the Sun is the most popular, her most popular play, and this play had Oscar Isaac from you know from fucking everything, uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, uh. What's the other... What's the movie I like? Oh, my God. Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars. I'm not the hugest Star Wars fan. Ex Machina. He was so great in that. He's great in everything. And uh, Rachel Brosnahan uh, from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And it was fucking great. Like, it was a really good show. Slightly long. But it was good. And there was one character... There was one black ish character uh and and i kind of saw and it was interesting like she did this play it was like all white people in a in a biracial 
character, and this took place in, I think the play took place in 1964, and um, it was good. It, it kind of played like a, it almost played like a special episode of a sitcom, like an all in the all in the family type deal, and it was really good. Like Oscar Isaac, he's a theater, he's a Juilliard guy, so I was expecting him to be very good. He was good. He was engaging. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan was also great. The whole cast was really good. Rachel Brosnahan, I think, is a theater person too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me see. I feel like she is. Um, let me see. I think she is. She. She went to NYU. Um, it's funny where where she said Yeah, she went to Tish. Yeah, so and she lived in Chicago for a bit. I think she grew up in Chicago. Anyway, she was very good. Like, so it's good to see like these TV and film actors that you know get busy on screen and. But then they they got down uh, on when they was working the boards too, you know what I'm you know what I'm saying. So um, yeah, I really um, I really enjoyed it. It was a really nice night out. It's always good to when you can go see a play. Um, really had really good seats too in the orchestra. Um, yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. And it's always always good to see live live performances. One of my favorite things in the world to do. So I had a blast. Um, and I could definitely see, like, this almost felt like Lorraine Hansberry doing, like, if Raising in the Sun was, like, black people problems, this was white people problems. Black people problems in Chicago and white people problems in, uh, in, in like, the, the village of New York City in, uh in the sixties and some of the same themes, uh, are prevalent. And, and, uh, it was, it was great. Like, it was like, Oh, I see the, I saw the parallels between, um, Oh my God. Uh, Walter Lee and Sidney Brewstein, like these guys that are kind of idealistic in one way and kind of selfish at the same time and then kind of getting burned uh by okay no i found this no, on the web for anthony siri, siri, i didn't say that, that. Kind of i didn't say that i ain't saying that why selfish you, at the same why are you time talking? and then kind of oh, getting burned okay check it out yeah but you you're not listening to me i didn't tell you to do that siri come on man I ain't, I ain't even say, I ain't even say, listen to me. I ain't even say nothing to you. See, that's how it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the, the parallels were, were, uh, were there and I could see like what she was doing. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really dug it. It was a, it was a good night out. Um, another thing that's, that's in the news is, uh, Jonathan Majors, his situation. So last week, the, he he appeared in court and everything, and 
and he came in with Megan Good, and we found out more information about how it's starting to look bad for this woman who uh, who is accusing him of all this stuff. And now that it's starting to look bad for this white woman, uh, <laughs> now we got this hit piece from the Rolling Stone, and then I see where Forbes came out with something like, oh, they're blaming him because he's a method actor and all this stuff. I don't know, man. It's innocent until proven guilty, but you know the rules are always different when you're black and you're dealing with a, a black dude and a, a white woman. Um, they've they've already... They've tarnished his career. Um, and basically, it was, a, it was a dude, I forget who said it, but... They, they tweeted about, oh, he was this way in, in, in grad school and blah, blah, blah. Part of me feels like, and I, I know one of my homies said on on um, on Twitter and on the podcast, I'm not going, I'm not because I ain't going to put words in nobody's mouth, but somebody was saying like, oh, they're just mad because he's young, gifted, and black in a nutshell. And I said, I, I get that. And being in this all-white environment, I know what that's like. I know what that's like coming up. I mean, I went to grad school, too, and I was the only black guy in my grad school. Uh, do I think there was racism? Yeah. Do I think that some white students got more love than I did? Yes. But I think the good thing about Roosevelt when I was there was the fact that you got to work outside of school if you were casting something because it made the school look good if you were already working professionally while you were training. So I was fortunate to get to do that. And then I was maybe like a year after I got in there, I was doing that. And we also interned at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater. That was a obviously a top tier professional thing to be in we were ensemble and um you get opportunities that way and the best advice that i got was from this black actor named taj mccord and i'll shout him out because he said he gave me some really good advice um i don't even know what if he what he's doing now uh but the i he was on his way out and i remember seeing him and just talking to him i was like hey man you know, I'm a first year with, you know, he, he knew but black, black people, we just fucking know each other. But he said to me, he said, I, I asked him, what is it like here, man, being a black dude? And he was like, man, he was like, learn what you got to learn and get out. And if you, and he basically, if you could do something else outside of school, do it. And he, that's essentially what he told me. And that's what I did. And I ended up, it ended up working out for me, but yeah, there's racism in, in education and um, and it's an institution, just like higher learning is an institution, just like government and everything else. Um, the, so. And to navigate, you got to be pretty special to navigate through that shit. And at the highest at the one of the highest levels in the country at Yale, Yale School of Drama, where I auditioned and didn't get in. I still made it to Broadway. Anyway, um, I know that must be that must be uh, a motherfucker. 
and the type of people you deal with. I'm sure he dealt with some bullshit. I'm sure that, uh, and then maybe they talk about how, oh, we were intimidated by him. Look, man, I, I think as much as I've trained, I've been doing this, I've been acting since I was a kid, since I was 12. And I've dedicated my life to it for, for the better men of my life and sometimes to my detriment, as I was talking about it a little earlier. I love this shit. But it's acting. That shit is pretend. You're playing pretend. And if you can't control yourself when you're working, that shit is uncalled for. That's I that I call bullshit. I have to be in the mode and and like causing problems on set and doing things like that. Yeah, maybe I haven't done as high profile things as as majors, but I know I'm confident enough in my talent that I don't have to get to those emotional places without uh, degrading somebody. I remember doing this show. um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I was talking to I was talking to a friend about this yesterday. I was doing this. I was I've talked about it before. This is another Al Bundy Polk High moment. I did this production of Beowulf. I've talked about it before. My first year in grad school where there was pressure. First semester, we had to sit out and not do anything. We were training. We didn't do anything. Second semester, we would audition and we could be in the pool for all the the season of, of shows that were coming up. And I got cast as Beowulf in this black box production that we did in the the theater that was not the main stage. And it was fun. It was really cool. It was one of the coolest things that I've ever done as an actor. Um, And uh, I remember this guy, you know, you be with, I was 20, 23. And this other guy's in like maybe a sophomore or junior in, in, in college. We were all in grad students and and undergrad. We all did shows together. And this guy played Grendel, the monster who Beowulf kills. And he was getting hyped up drinking like Red Bull and stuff like that in rehearsal and all. And then I think when we were running the show, he was all hyped up. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass, Chris. I was like, dude, you've read the script, right? I win. I'm I'm the guy in the title. I I beat I win. That's what happens in the script. You, there's nothing you can do to change that. We're pretending. And so you have to have this extreme focus on what you're doing as an actor. I take this shit seriously so the people watching me don't have to. Comedy the same thing. I take it seriously. Nobody sees the work behind the scenes. And I'm going to be an asshole a little bit. When you do it the way I do it, you go through some shit. So you have to process stuff and then try to make it funny. And that's through trial and error. You don't have to, you don't have to uh, put all of your shit 
on to somebody else, onto a a production assistant, or and, and the people that are helping you, who are who are propping you up, the people that are behind the scenes to make you look good. Let alone let alone your scene partner. One of the best compliments came from a a, a my my friend, and I didn't even know I it was it was so unexpected, and it just made me think about it now. We were talking about grad school. We were sitting waiting for the show. And we were talking about like just performing and and all this stuff. And, and he was like, you know, one, I always felt good working with, we were talking about, he told me, he said, it always felt good, comfortable working with you and another guy and another guy in our class because you guys were, we, 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 you had my back. And I was like, oh man, that's, that's a great compliment. You know, it wasn't like, I'm in this scene to just show what I can do and not care about my scene partner. I, you you don't you don't have to. I I'm like the method acting shit and and uh, I I I I don't know do do whatever you got to do to make to make that shit work on stage and screen, but you do not have to abuse anybody. Anybody on set, your scene partner the crew, the people that are, are, are your coworkers. You don't have to do that. That's the thing I got out. I mean, don't be a fucking ass. Seems like he's kind of a, he could, maybe he's a, I don't know the guy, but, but nobody likes a bully. I don't know what he's like in these relationships or whatever. I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. But one thing I got, I pulled out of this was like, no, no, you you don't have to be an asshole on set. Everybody is there to help you succeed. That's what I've I mean, what I've learned since, you know, I'm 43 years old. I've been doing it since I was 12. There, there's a lot of things there's 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 I think I, I'm, I'm shortchanging myself a little bit, but this is what I'm very good at. This is, I'm I don't I don't think I'm like a super exceptional person in a lot of things in life. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty smart at stuff. I can do things, but when it comes to the performing arts, I'm pretty fucking good. And I don't and I don't have to walk all over anybody to be good. That's really all I can say about this whole this whole situation. This other stuff coming out. And I think I think there's there's jealousy. You can see the people who are saying this stuff. I think they're jealous of him. Innocent until proven guilty. You've already they've already taken all this shit away from this guy. I'd like to see how this plays out. And it, now that it seem now that it seems like there's bullshit in this woman's on this on her case it's it just it now you're now you're trying to you throw more arrows at this dude and i i I don't like it i don't like that i don't like i don't like people being bullies either you don't have to treat people like that do 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 people fall short sometimes of course do people blow up at their jobs you hear like christian bale yelling at people uh, when they were doing whatever that fucking movie he was doing. Was it Batman? I don't remember. This Forbes article has like, you know, 
they talk about Jared Leto having um having uh being method and being a douche playing pranks and stuff. The way as great as Jim Carrey was in uh Man on the Moon, him I was like, you're being a dick. That documentary that came out that's on it's on Netflix now. What what's the name of that? Like if you uh is it uh man let me see I'll, I'll find it and maybe you can watch it man on the moon uh documentary man on the moon doc jim and andy the great beyond came out in 2017 um yeah it was just it, it's just, it was disappointing i was disappointed when i when i watched it i was like dude you're you're being a dick i don't know I'm I if I ever get somewhere where I'm doing that like at that at that high level I imagine it's it's really stressful but for the most part I I think that I would just be trying to play pretend you're playing pretend this shit's supposed to be fun I don't think you have to get it that way to make it so like you don't have to tell anybody you shouldn't have to tell anybody about your process to get there uh i hope i hope that you got something out of that but just don't be a fucking dick in whatever you do try to be try to be decent can we try to do that all right uh some uh some tv stuff i've been watching I watched that Fatal Attraction on um, Paramount Plus. It's a good show. I I've been seeing um, like interviews, and I've been seeing Josh Jack, Joshua Jackson, and Lizzie Kaplan on there on like interviews and stuff. I, like, I got to check this out. I got Paramount Plus now. I need to check for it. And it, it was entertaining. It was like eight eight episodes. I was rocking with it. They would go back and forth between. Um, between like the past and present and you get to see the perspective of Lizzie Kaplan's character. And it makes me want to go back and watch the original film, which I vaguely remember. I remember like them, like somebody cooking a bunny rabbit. It was uh fatal. I, I typed fart <laughs> fatal attraction. 80, 19, the 1987 film with Glenn Close and Michael Douglas. Is that streaming anywhere? It's on Hulu. Ought to watch that. Maybe try to watch it this afternoon. Yeah, I I dug it. It was good. I I said um, I tweeted this, folks. Nobody. I think only two people liked it, but I thought it was funny. Um, I said I said something like, "Oh, are y'all watching Fail Attraction on Paramount Plus?" Shorty from Mean Girls is putting Pacey through it, and I had like a sweat emoji. I thought it was funny. So a couple people liked it, you know, but I did. So I like that. I, I, uh, I like the idol. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. And they said they were ending it early. So I think they should have just show all six episodes. So the episode that comes out tonight, uh, is going to be the last one. Was it that it's like, it's like that bad. And I think we just we're, we're just starting to get we're just getting started with this show because the reveal about one of the main characters was like, oh, shit. Oh, this person is a piece of shit. 
this person is abusive and manipulative more so than the person that you thought was um but i'm i'm like i've said before i said recently i'm a big fan of that kind of stuff that goes behind the scenes under the curtain breaking the fourth wall of show business so that's always going to be something that's attractive to me uh i don't i don't think that salacious stuff is just uh, all right I mean, if you wanted to do all that you just watch porn that that doesn't really like freak me out there's somebody somebody posted uh <laughs> somebody posted with this stuff with this ai stuff man you never know like you can it's really this it, it this is getting pretty scary there was some picture of of um the weekend and it looks like he's hooking up with this chick and and <laughs> this this is where it's like the caption says there's all right, I'm, it's on my time. It, nah, I'm not gonna say it because I'm I'm being a little prudish, but it was something that they said the weekend character said, and I was like, uh, I don't th- I don't think he said that. I don't think he said that. He said some crazy shit, but I don't I don't think he said he said that. And people, it's just some is just people being stupid on, uh, it's being people being stupid on social media, but like that shit, that shit's getting crazy, man. It's, it's wild, so we got one more episode of that of the of uh, the idol. Um, uh, I started watching season two of the Bear, and it's good. I watched the first episode. I part of me, I'm kind of like my dad was like, oh, I want to save this one. I think I, I think you know, like when I have some time to really chill because I'm kind of running all over the place this weekend. But uh, when I really have some time to chill. Uh, maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it, get an adult beverage, and just plow through, and and enjoy them all. Uh, everybody that's seen it has said like, yo, episode six, and now I'm starting to see people say episode six, man, episode six, fucking crazy, bro, episode six. So I'm kind of like, oh, let me just kind of hold off and just save it for like a a nice really a nice chill weekend. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but um I'm looking forward to that. I'm enjoying that. Maybe I watch maybe I watch Fatal Attraction. I don't know, but there's there's other stuff. There's the Hijack. I thought that was the this Idris Elba thing. I thought it was a movie, but it's actually a show. So I'm going to watch that. I'll I'll check that out. Uh I have not been to the movies. The last thing that I saw was No Hard Feelings, and I did talk about that. I'm hoping that there's a there's an advanced sneak preview of Joyride, so I am thinking about... I'm probably going to see that. So if I see that, that'll be something on the Patreon. But let me talk about this one movie I did see last night. I watched on HBO... Well, now it's Max. It's called Reality, and it's about the the woman reality winner who leaked some important not some important intel an intelligence report about Russian interference in the twenty sixteen 
U.S. elections, and she was sentenced to five years and three months in prison. Uh, and Sydney Sweeney stars. Um, solid movie. It was it was pretty good. It was uh, written written and directed by I'm on Wikipedia Tina Satter, and she wrote this play called Is This a Room. And it was based on the transcript of her interview by the FBI. The movie Reality is also based solely on that transcript and uh, when they're questioning her. And this was this play was running this uh, the same time as uh, the Lehman Trilogy was, but it only ran for a little over a month. And I remember when, you know, we had a lot of time off, you know, uh, in between shows and some of the guys went over and saw that show. I didn't, I went to see a black show, but, um, trouble in mind is what I saw when I had time to go. Um, and they said it was good. Um, I don't know if she had won a Tony, but the, but the show, the, the show was good. And I said, Oh, that's what this is about. I was like, Oh man, I didn't know that. Um, the movie solid. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it does. The film does, does, uh, play like a play. Um, they're really in a, they're outside and then they go into the room and they talk and it's just, it's, um, it's a solid flick. And if you like, I think Sydney sweet Sweeney is, she's very beautiful. She's a bombshell. But she's a very good actress. I mean, what Sam Levinson runs her through the ringer sexually and emotionally on Euphoria, but she's actually a really good actress. Every time I've seen her in something, she's been good, and um, I, I enjoy I enjoy watching her. Um, obviously, but but she's very good. She's very talented. So uh, I recommend it. I, I would give it three. Three, three and a half stars. I haven't rated it on the letterbox yet, but I would say three, three and a half stars. It's a nice, I mean, not, it's an entertaining flick. Um, yeah. So I think that's it, folks. I think I've blabbed enough. Um, yeah, come, come see me do stand up comedy, uh, if, especially if you're in the New Jersey area. Those shows are going to be really fun. I'm I'm excited about those. It's one of these shows that I get to do like once a year. Um and they're so much fun. It, they're, it's it's um yeah, it's it's a it's a joy to get to do what I get to do sometimes when people let me, when people book me on stuff. So um I think it's going to I think it's going to be a good time. Without further ado, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for subscribing and all that jazz. I really appreciate you all. And I will talk to you all next time. Take it easy, everybody.